Chapter Thirteen of A Gringo in Manana Land by Harry L. Foster. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Thirteen in Sunny Salvador, Part Two. Seven. These people of whatever class are naturally tolerant toward one another. A man may be strictly moral, and many of them are even in aristocratic circles yet he never takes it upon himself to enforce a similar morality on his neighbor there are no organizations in mexico or central america for minding other people's business the only society engaged in uplifting the fellow of different viewpoint in these parts is one with offices at albany new york which sends out propaganda to combat the evil of bullfighting whether one wishes to raise the devil or not one has a comfortable sense of liberty here which is lacking in anglo-saxon lands if one chooses to drink and to become disgracefully drunk to such an extent that we at home would remark the next day you certainly were a mess last night there is no such comment forthcoming from a latin american like the little general at culicuan the native of any of these countries will say you were very lively last evening perhaps the wife of his hotel proprietor will even compliment him after sixteen copitas of scotch whisky you did not molest a single one of my servant girls she will say you have a remarkably fine character signor and he sobers up feeling that he has been a paragon of virtue eight if these people seldom criticize harshly however they are very fond of gossip the women especially have few interests to discuss and infinite leisure for the discussion there were some fifteen senoras and senoritas at my hotel in san salvador the wives or daughters of guests all of them built to resist earthquake who spent the entire day sitting in a chair upon the patio veranda without amusement or occupation anglo-saxon girls with nothing to do except to wait for a husband to come home from work would have gone insane but these of salvador were passively content none of them ever read anything in fact only a very few people of either sex ever seemed to read anything in these countries few of them ever sewed or knitted all of them were quite satisfied with their peaceful existence during the absence of their husbands they were extremely circumspect when spouses were present they might greet me with a pleasant good morning when alone they affected not to see me since the latin american gentleman unless patently snubbed fancies always that a lady must be encouraging amorous advances they had learned to be extremely cautious but they all had a great curiosity about the united states which newspapers had taught them to regard as a country whose population spent most of its time in a divorce court and they were eager to ask me questions wherefore they would gather in a body and reassured by the security of numbers would occasionally surround me for purposes of conversation since the feminine mind runs mainly to romance their questions were rather personal the women here always wish to know whether the man they meet is married or single and if single whether he has a sweetheart on the theory that the lack of a sweetheart would interest them most i had always answered questions in the negative but in san salvador i discovered that by inventing one i merely interested them the more 
the news spread rapidly and within two minutes every woman in the hotel was present to ask further questions about her is she beautiful no she's about as ugly as they make them that provoked much discussion these strange gringos did not care for beauty had one not seen many an american bringing with him a wife that no latin would have wed but what does she look like six feet tall dear and wears number ten shoes ah caramba do you really love her night after night they asked questions about her until i regretted her invention if friends or relatives came to see my inquisitors the entire story had to be repeated again i finally decided to let her marry another but this merely invited further inquiries are you not disconsolate no ay what unfeeling creatures are the americans and she married a man of ninety years for his millions how commercial the gringos sympathy and comfort were offered in abundance each of the ladies seemed to have a friend or relative who was suggested as a substitute i was forced to decline the suggestions we are merely waiting my sweetheart and i until the old millionaire dies then we shall inherit his wealth and live happily ever after there was a moment of shocked silence someone suggested that i was joking but was immediately overruled by the others this they insisted was a common practice in the united states anything was possible among americans and was i not even jealous that i must wait while my beloved lived with another oh, not at all i've cabled a second girl and she'll be my wife until the first one is free we do that regularly my love affairs became the sensation of the community and the story did not reach the breaking point until the first girl in the furor of her love for me announced in an imaginary cable that she had poisoned her husband and that the millions were ours even then there were several doubtful inquiries as to whether i really meant it and when i confessed that the whole story was fictitious they were vastly disappointed it was also in keeping with their visions of the united states that they wished to believe it nine in all of these women one observed a strangely childlike quality when better conversational subjects were exhausted several of them requested that i guess their ages oddly enough in this land where frankness is seldom encountered women make no effort to hide the number of their years perhaps it is because their personal vanity so very manifest in younger girls practically ceases after marriage has been achieved one of them i judged to be fifty to please her i guessed forty she proved in reality to be thirty-two they grow old so quickly here yet in their manner they retain toward men that air of a child toward a parent should a husband see fit to discuss with them any serious subject they listen in awed admiration to his opinions exclaiming occasionally i see ah oh, i understand it would probably offend the average latin american to discover that his spouse knew as much about anything as he did himself he likes the role of the patient mentor he prefers that his wife be a gentle pet rather than a comrade i dined one day with a salvadorian gentleman and his wife the lady who came from one of the leading families had been educated abroad and had travelled extensively yet the gentleman although he conversed quite brilliantly with the men at the table chattered only playful nonsense to his wife 
in consideration of his pride she artfully concealed the fact that she was his intellectual equal now and then one reads in our newspapers or magazines about the equal suffrage movement in mexico or the organization of a new women's club in chile but such innovations have yet to gain an extensive following with the same conflict of idealism and materialism that distinguishes latin american men the women may verbally deplore their lack of liberty but are in reality quite satisfied with it they are of a race which is inclined to follow the easiest course and the easiest course is to attach themselves to some convenient man and allow him to worry about life's problems in these pleasant tropical countries no girl of the lower classes escapes maternity most girls of the middle classes not being overcritical about whom they marry can land someone even in the more particular aristocratic circles the spinster is a rarity the wife usually has her own way when questions arise about the household or the children beyond that she is quite content with complete male dominance and she is passively happy so accustomed are the latin americans to the timid gently shrinking type of woman that they usually misunderstand the visiting american girl when the native gentlemen observe her chatting with masculine acquaintances upon the street in her frankly carefree manner they leap immediately to the conclusion that she is of the demi-monde and when a gringo informs them that her smiles mean nothing they shake their heads in wonderment ay they exclaim your anglo-saxon females are so cold so unsentimental altogether sexless they shake their heads again in pity reflecting that the poor girl is missing all the most delicious of life's sensations but since they are ever hopeful they linger a while to make sure that the gringo did not err in stating that her smiles mean nothing ten salvador has the smallest foreign colony of any central american country since it is entirely a coffee country and since central americans are essentially coffee planters it has little need for outsiders it judges the gringo largely by the occasional deluges of tourists who make the brief automobile journey up from the port of la libertad during their go from new york to frisco through the panama canal trip as this is the only capital hereabout that can be reached within a couple of hours from the sea-coast they all rush up the mountains to laugh at one of those ridiculous little countries that o henry used to write about one group came up during my sojourn they came in five automobiles pausing at the central plaza to exclaim so this is paris they looked at the leading hotel an unimpressive but comfortable establishment and roared there's the ritz they stopped for dinner and demanded frijoles having learned the name of that dish from latin american fiction and being anxious to tell their friends at home about a real native dinner they waited with much trepidation having heard that all native dishes were peppery and when the waiter brought frijoles they screamed with laughter we tried in every way to explain to that little brown fellow that we wanted a native dinner each would later tell the people at home and what do you think he brought us beans just think of it beans after lunch they rode about town again the monument in the central plaza interested them 
the suspender manufacturer from buffalo called it napoleon crossing the delaware great applause greeted the sally thereafter pleased with his success the wit rode through town standing up in the front seat and shouting through megaphoned hands his descriptions of the other sights old-timers damned him as they always damned the tourist he's the sort they said that brings us all into disrepute but the natives merely smiled they were accustomed to this oft-repeated phenomenon when asked their opinion of the tourist they merely replied all of them seemed very jolly signor eleven the sort of american who brings us all into disrepute is in reality a much over damned specimen he is a comparative rarity most travellers and most permanent residents in latin america go out of their way to show themselves congenial and sympathetic to the natives we travel writers love to picture the gruff impolite american because he shows the reading public by contrast that we are cultured considerate persons with an international breadth of mind that enables us to appreciate foreign countries and foreign customs but the offensive fellow-countryman does exist it is not so much that he is a low-class american explained a salvadorian gentleman with unusual frankness usually he is one who behaves very decently at home here he feels at liberty in his disrespect for a small country to do as he pleases one of your diplomatic representatives a few years ago was expelled from the social club at tegucigalpa because when drunk he would go out upon the balcony to whoop and cheer and cast things at the pedestrians below our diplomatic and consular corps has sobered up since the days of o henry and the typical representative of our state department no longer sits in his hammock with a gin bottle throwing banana peelings at the parrot but this incident i was able later to verify and there was one incident more not long ago senor two americans came over the trail from guatemala in an automobile and when asked for their names by our police they inscribed everything from the prince of wales to jack johnson the authorities are tracing them now and if we catch them they shall learn what it means to show such insult to el salvador salvador was a very pleasant place but i decided to drift along anyhow news had just arrived that a revolution was threatening in honduras the next republic on my itinerary so i started in haste for honduras End of chapter thirteen part two